Welcome, this is the Sales IQ Podcast. My name is Luigi Prestonenzi, and I'm on a mission to help salespeople be the best sales professionals they can be. Each week, we'll bring you a different message from thought leaders from around the globe, so we can help you master the art of selling. Welcome to another episode of the Sales IQ Podcast. I'm your host, Luigi Prestonenzi. As always, I am pumped to have you join us for what is going to be an absolute cracking episode. This week, we're talking all things social, social selling. Yes, there's a constant debate that continues to rage on about the traditional sales methods and how traditional sales methods are dead and why we should embrace social selling. So this is going to be a really awesome episode as we are going to talk a bit about you know, how to sell on social. And we're joined by sales guru and social selling expert, Jack Kozakowski. Jack has loads of experience in the world of sales, and he was an early adopter when it comes to social selling. Now, Jack is a CEO for a global digital agency who works with fast growth B2B tech organizations to help drive more digital demand through innovative inbound strategies. So this is going to be a cracking episode as Jack has got so much insight to share with us about how to drive more engagement through our social tactics and strategies that we implement. So uh, before we get into it, um, as always, really enjoying the dialogue that you know, our listeners are having with me on LinkedIn. Um, and thanks for sharing with me what you're liking about the show and, and what some of the topics you'd love to, to talk about moving forward. As this uh, enables us to continue to bring you the world's leading experts in sales so sit back wherever you're listening enjoy this episode because you will love it and there are so many learnings that jack will will deliver today welcome to the show jack thanks brother thanks for having me yeah awesome man hey um before we get into you know the topic around social selling and taking online offline um tell us a bit more about yourself and how you started in the world of sales yeah so i'm a you know, been in sales pretty much my whole career. And um, uh, sales has led me to become a marketer. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think, you know, working, um, uh, you know, just in multiple different sectors throughout my sales career, starting at a front desk, right? A lot of people don't realize that front desk uh, at a hotel is actually sales. Yeah. And, um, you know, a mix of sales and customer service. But then I went into you know, do multiple different sales positions. So I was the assistant director of admissions at a um, MBA nursing school, enrolling, you know, trying to get nurses to come to our school. Um, I was worked and sold manufacturing rack, pallet rack, um, and outside sales for a few years. And what else did I do? You have sold pay-per-click. <laughs> I yep. uh, worked at Acton Software for two and a half years as a regional sales manager. So all of these, this path has led me to, you know, starting to want to understand how to use social to sell yeah. and at act on software, you know, my regional or my VP of sales at the time, we were doing cold calling and all the old traditional ways of selling. And I said, this sucks, man. I hate <laughs> calling interrupting people's day. Like I hate begging people for business, begging for their time. And I just hate, I hated being cold called. So I was like, this sucks. There's a better way to do this. So I started to, ch you know, I challenged my VP of sales at the time. I said, let me, let me use social to sell. Like, just let me figure out how to use LinkedIn. You know, eventually it was Twitter and, you know, now everything that I'm using, pretty much Facebook to try to figure out how to, you know, generate sales conversations. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, he said, you got one, you got one quarter to figure it out. If you don't hit your number, you're going to you know, go back to doing things the way we tell you to do them. So I made it a mission to figure that out. Then I decided that, Hey, you know, using social to sell is great, but I need to realize, I need to figure out how to market. Like I want to know how to like marketing works because I was selling marketing software. So I started to treat my, you know, online presence as a, what, you know, what they call today, a personal brand yeah. at the time. I didn't know that's what it was. Yeah. And, um, you know, over time I, I really started to figure it out and then it just evolved into me running a marketing agency. So I would say I'm, you know, a sales guy that runs a marketing agency that thinks like sales, but understands marketing at a deep level. That's insane. So you went from, you've done that sort of, you know, the big shift, um, going from the, the world of selling into the world of marketing, but you know, with the view and the, 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 the hat of, of, of that sales, that sales role. Um, how do you reckon like having that experience in sales, how has that helped you really understand and drive better results from a marketing perspective? Well, the funny thing is that I still sell. So I bring all the business in for the U.S. division of our agency. Yeah. So I'm still selling all the time, right? I mean, I'm, I'm the source of new business. We have one SDR, um, <clears throat> but, you know, I'm the one that closes all the business. So I not only have to figure out, you know, how to get my clients results um, from a strategy perspective and implementation strategy, but I also got to figure out how to keep getting new clients to make sure that we, you know, keep growing. Yeah. So it's kind of a balance. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, stuck in the middle. I spend half my day doing sales, half my day helping people with their marketing. Um, but I would say that when you've been in sales and you've had crappy leads and you've had a crappy marketing team um, multiple times, you really, you know, you don't understand marketing. And you, 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 I, I just had a bad taste of what marketing was for a long time. And so now I understand marketing from a completely different view because I used to be on the side of you know, what marketing is supposed to deliver, right? Yeah. And so... In that, with that mindset, I kind of understand a little bit more in detail of how marketing should work to help the sales team actually do their damn job. Mm. Yeah, I feel that pain, man. I mean, well, back in, you know, I still sell myself and um, I sell every day, but when I was managing a, a team or when I was a sales guy receiving, you know, marketing qualified leads, they were often not ready or not at the point of, of the conversation they need to from a sales perspective. And so... The majority of leads that I generated that converted were my own leads. Yeah, but they never will be. So I think yeah. the difference is that what the definition, what the sales definition and why most companies are not aligned on a sales and marketing perspective is because um, sales has a different definition of what a sales qualified lead is yeah. and marketing has uh, different. So you kind of have to meet in the middle and that's where like under your sales team understanding how to actually take, you know, a lead that's not a lay down because yep. that's what I think a lot of sales people want for marketing is they want a lay down, which yeah. they don't exist very rarely unless you're a huge brand with a mark crazy marketing budget. Yep. So it's like if, if marketing is doing their job, they're getting enough demand to help you have enough insights to connect with people that, that have, you know, a slight bit of interest, right? Um, that, you know, give you a really high percentage chance of getting a, a, a sales conversation if you do a few other things. And, you know, that's where sales really has to, this is where my view on both sides and having a hard conversation with sometimes with sales managers to say, listen, there's no laydowns, right? Yeah. So quit acting like marketing's job is to get you a laydown. It's not, that's not their job. Their job is to be able to get you to a point where you have enough, interaction and insights on a, on a, you know, the right contacts so that you can go and do what you need to do to take them offline. 
Yeah. Um, in most cases, or just send them an email and, and book an appointment. And I think that's where the big disconnect is right now. And, and laydowns are just, they're not, they're not there. They're not going to happen. Yeah. No, that's, and that's a really interesting, you know, because I think I see that a lot. I see a lot of salespeople complain about the leads they get from marketing because you're right. They're not a, they're not just ready to buy then. There's a, still a whole work, a whole lot of work they've got to do. Some of them don't even answer the phone, um, you know, or respond to emails. I mean, there's a, there's a huge issue with, you know, some, some lead sources um, not wanting to engage after that point of putting a lead in. So there's a lot of debate around sort of, you know, marketing qualified leads and sales qualified leads. Hey, just going back a step, right? So you talk about the fact that in your current role, you're not just um, selling, but you're also helping customers develop strategies and, and from a delivery perspective. How has that helped you become a better salesperson? Um, I mean, everything that you do and every interaction that you have from a marketing and sales perspective, I think just makes you better. It yeah. just gives you more experience every interaction that you have. Um, I think... Um, I think it's just the way that the cop, like for example, copy in marketing, writing copy is one of the biggest skills that salespeople suck at. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so what a lot of sales, I, the argument that sub that people say is I'm sales, I'm not marketing. And I go, well, you're absolutely wrong because when you write that cold email, you're marketing, yeah. right? When you write that, when you write that response, you're marketing. When you write that post on LinkedIn, you're marketing. Because copy and the way that we articulate and the way that we understand content. So when you're sharing content on your social channels, that's a marketing activity, yes. right? Yep. Salespeople are doing marketing activities all day long. The number one marketing activity that's helped me in sales was when I started to write blogs. Yep. Because it started to make me have to articulate things in a way that was at a deeper level than I've ever had to do. Because if you put out a piece of content and it sucks or it doesn't make sense, or it's you know not accurate. You know, people beat you up on that, mm -hmm. right? You're gonna get, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to own up to it. So I think marketing has really helped me in the number one way is copy, because the more you write about something, the better, the faster you become an expert on it, because you're forced to be, forced to have to be, and um, it's the it's a deeper way of thinking about something, and that articulates into your sales calls. So if you write about something. And then you talk about it. It's a it's a whole different ballgame. The other thing is like you know if you're writing marketing emails, um, and you're writing the copy for those, it's you know, if you write a marketing email, writing a sales email is super easy, right? So you 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 really transform um, from a marketer. Good marketers could become really good salespeople yeah. faster than a good salesperson could ever become a marketer. Yeah. So t tell me, right? Because you know, salespeople, should they be spending their time building copy and content to distribute through their own social platforms? Or will that, yes. they should be, okay. Will that not distract, why, just, you know. Why would you not be, let, let me give you an example. Yeah. So, you know, maybe, okay, so maybe I'm going to, I'm going to contradict myself here a bit, but let's say that you're in sales and you know, you're complaining because you said that marketing doesn't give you good enough, you know, it's like you keep getting the same rebuttal, right? Yeah. You keep, there's one obstacle that keeps getting in your way. And, um, you know, you keep getting on sales calls and you keep trying to overcome it by, you know, articulating it, right? The proper way. So, you know, if you're in sales, why, if you keep getting the same rebuttal, why wouldn't you either 
A, try to write a blog yourself to say, these are the three ways that, you know, these are the three, here's three ways that AI in uh, accounting is going to actually help you, is going to reduce your time uh, getting somebody's taxes ready, you know, for by 30 minutes. And, you know, people argue with you and say, no, that's not true. You go, okay, great. I want to write about it. So here's the three ways that it helps you. And I'm going to post that on my LinkedIn um, or I'm going to go talk to my marketing team and say, hey, I keep getting this rebuttal. Here's what I want you to write about. Here's the three points. Can you guys put this into something that yeah. look, you know, sounds really good, right? And then you post that on your LinkedIn. And now before a meeting, you share that before you get on a prospect. And you say, hey, you know what? We hear this all the time. Um, I know this is probably something I just want to prepare you for it. But, you know, here's some information on what we're finding in three three ways this is going to help reduce the amount of time it takes you to, to do a tax return. Yeah. So th- this, this, this idea that salespeople shouldn't be spending their time writing content or they shouldn't be spending their time working with marketing to help them create content is just absolutely absurd, okay, right? Yeah. Because you completely transform a conversation when you send an article that you've written or somebody, you know, you've given them the information they've written for you and you post it on your LinkedIn or you post it on your personal blog, you know, you can, you can absolutely transform the way that people think about you by writing something yeah. because now you go from the salesperson trying to sell them, you know, on the phone and, you know, giving them all this bullshit they're used to hearing to actually somebody that has some credibility because you put it on paper, you really have it well thought out and um, you delivered them something that they go, okay, you just saved me a ton of time. And now I don't, now I don't feel like you have to pitch me on this idea and convince me because I'm already convinced. I've already read this. You actually know what you're talking about. You're an authority on this. Yeah. So take take it back a step on that. So, you know, um, we talk. You've just there's a lot of really good nuggets there about becoming the authority um, figure. Um, you know, building value that people are going to take away. Can we maybe go back a step and say, well, if if I have been posting content or I haven't been posting content, um, can we maybe break down what are the key ingredients that we should be doing? that's going to create value for our, our prospective customers and our customers? Well, I mean, it just kind of depends. So, you know, what, where are you at in the, in the sales process, right? Yeah. So value is a, a very big overused buzzword term. Yeah. And the, the hardest part about value is that there is no definition. Um, the only person that has a definition is each individual that's on the other side of your sales pitch, right? Um, yeah. And so they decide what is what is valuable, what is not. What I can tell you value is, in, in my opinion, is that you've delivered somebody something um, in a way that they look at it from a personal and professional standpoint and go, I want to have a conversation with that person, right? Or I want to listen to what they have to say. I want to see what I want to, you know, I want to take this. I actually, it, it, I say it's organic, like, you, if you deliver me a piece of content or you deliver me a video on a subject and then I reach out to you, um, because I'm not saying that this isn't necessarily an inbound activity, right? But it's, I, you know, I write something and you engage on it and then I send you a LinkedIn connect, connection request. You know, I share a few other pieces of content over time that, you know, move you and I've written some stuff. I've done a video. I've met you at a conference. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, you know, I'd love to talk to you guys to see if we could help you with, you know, solve these three things, your business challenges. And the person goes, you know what? I actually want to hear what you have to say about that. So I think you know that's when you 
can understand that you're creating value is when the people are wanting to have a conversation with you and you're, you know, you don't, you're not begging for it. Yeah. But at what point, like, you know, we're sharing content, we're engaging with them online. At what point, and I mean, I've, I've got my own strategy on this, but I'd love to hear your opinion. But at what point do we then take that online conversation and try to direct it offline to whether it's pick up the phone, um, you know, ha- ha- in your opinion, what's the best way to do that? Well, I think, you know, what most salespeople don't do is when they're on social is they don't really zero in and spend their time trying to, you know, narrowing it down to maybe 10 accounts, right? Yeah. 50 contacts inside of 10 accounts. So it's like, okay, if I have three touch points with one of those contacts in that, in that account, I'm going to strategically, you know, start to work on moving that offline. I'm going to use a multi-threaded approach, right? I'm going to send them an email. Um, you know, I'm going to reference some of the insights and some of the engagements that we've had or something they've shared. And then, um, you know, they don't answer the email. Then I'm going to go and I'm going to pick up the phone and I'm going to reference it. So, you know, there's no easy strategy in sales. Like, the, you know, social media doesn't give you any type of laydowns yeah. um, unless you've done it for a really long time and you build a massive personal brand. Then it gets different. But for most salespeople, it's just, you know, you're just trying to get enough touches so that when you do pick up the phone, they actually know who you are. Um, and if people know who you are, even a little bit, they don't actually know what you do. What are the odds of that conversation getting, you know, further than when you're just you're just blindly reaching out to people cold? So the the goal is, you know, how can you warm these conversations up, get these touches, and use the insights from all these interactions that are happening to actually be a little bit known using the other channels from an outbound perspective. Yeah. So you're using social to create that awareness within your, you know, within your customer base. Um, being quite yep. targeted, so not sort of, you know, identifying a number of, you know, target customers and then using that awareness to reach out and, and have a conversation which is going to take them, you know, to a point of meeting or a point of sales conversation. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, I'll give you an example. So Fantastic. how did you get me on this podcast? How did you get me on this podcast, right? Yep. So I've noticed over time that you've liked a few of my posts, you've engaged you know, you've said things, you've asked questions inside of my posts, you've tagged me, we've had some back and forths over time. And then, you know, you lightly, even though, you know, I know you're not trying to sell me, but you could use the same strategy yeah. to prospect. Then you said, hey, would you like to come on my podcast, right? Yeah. Um, this is a new way of selling. I mean, this is, this is, one of our clients does the same exact thing. They have a podcast where they reach out to their prospects and they interview the CEOs and then, you know, eventually what ha- what's happening is most of those interviews afterwards, without them even asking to get somebody's time to see what they do, are turning into appointments, right? Yeah, that's sick. So there's, a, you know, there's, there's deep strategies you can use do using a content strategy like podcasting, for example, yeah. um, to get connected with people in the right way over time and, um, you know, let a conversation happen, um, doing it the right way. You know, but most sales reps don't have that, you know, opportunity. So what I would say is that, you know, if you see that people are sharing something on social media, you know, pay attention to it, put it in your LinkedIn sales navigator and monitor it on a daily basis and say, okay, well, they just shared an article. Okay, great. Like it, you know, read the article and then tag them in the comments and say, hey, you know, what did you think? You know, I've accused, I love this article, you know, thanks for sharing. I would love to hear your opinion on, you know, what they said about X, Y, and Z. And that's nothing. All you're doing is a first touch. It's almost yeah. like, a, you know, a cold call, right? You're, you're, you're just... You're just trying to, to make that first call, which is just a social touch, to 
let their dinger go off to say, oh, well, who's this guy, right? What's this guy talking about? Oh, great. He gave me some amplification. He gave me some engagement. Now, all of a sudden, you're just starting to get on their radar enough that you're going to give yourself a shot. You know, if you do want to cold call them, you do want to cold email them, you know, you're just giving yourself a really good higher percentage of a chance that they'll actually know who you are a little bit and want to actually at least give you a shot at a at an elevator pitch. Mm. So you've got to be really key on your on your narrative of when you actually have that conversation. So that's pretty cool, right? Because you've mentioned cadence, having a cadence process, multi-touch points. Um, in the normal space, should we also have that in the social space? So we've, you know, engaged with some posts, we've commented, we've had some, you know, interaction through, you know, an article or something. I've sent them a, 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 a message, like a, a direct message that says, hey, love to, you know, take this chat offline, whichever way we, we, we write it. If they don't respond, do you then put them into a normal sort of cadence touch process of um, sending them another outreach? No, I would think keep, you keep engaging. Keep engaging. Keep, you know, keep, keep engaging. I mean, you know, share if they've got a, you just, for example, if they've got an article that was, something was written about them, share it on your LinkedIn. Yeah. You know, tag them and say, wow, congratulations, so-and-so for raising X amount of seed round. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, you know, I hate to say, I mean, I hate to sound this, make this sound so easy, but it, the, the, the crazy part is it actually is pretty easy okay. if you get creative yeah. and you have the right motive when you're doing it. And that, you know, that comes down to activity. You know, how active are you in monitoring all of the right people because what most salespeople do is they're just wasting their time because they're engaging with all the wrong people right um but how are you you know managing your time and blocking off your day to actually get engaged with the right people and then do some you know outreach i think a lot of people have this misconception that you don't have to pick up the phone but you still have to pick up Mm. the phone right you still have to do those touches and at some point pick up the phone send them a direct message um on linkedin you know maybe send them an email but in the in the middle of that, you've got to be you've got to figure out how to be valuable. How do you give them some type of value? How do you amplify their upcoming webinar? How do you amplify something that just happened to them? Um, what are you doing for this person, and what do those touches look like other than just trying to sell them? And that's where most fa- salespeople are just failing miserably on social. Okay, they have no idea how to give value to somebody. They have no idea how to make somebody want to have a conversation with you, or at least think about having a conversation with you without always asking them for their time or money. So really the same methodology applies whether you're selling face-to-face or selling online. Um, it's all about value and building relationship and some sort of rapport. Um, I mean, so that's, yeah, it's a really interesting sort of some of the things that you just brought up. Um, from the sort of, if we're looking at the way we measure um, our performance on using social as a way to generate leads. What are what are some metrics that you measure for, for some of your clients that you're managing? Is it just the amount of leads generated, or is it new business one? Um, I mean, it, it, you know, it comes down to you know our philosophy is that you know before you can build brand, demand, you need to you know you need to build brand, right? Yeah, I think a lot of companies are. You know, a lot of companies in the marketing realm are, are working backwards, trying to build demand, but nobody understands who they are, right? They have no brand. So we kind of work backwards as an agency. We say, listen, if you give us some time and a budget to build some brand, we'll set up all the things on the back end to build the demand. Yeah. But we can't work the opposite way. 
So um, I think that's where the struggle is. And the metrics around that are a little bit different for everybody. Um, you know, there's lots of vanity metrics that we look at, right? Engagement's a big one. How many conversations are we starting online? Yeah. Um, how many people, you know, how big is our audience building? How bigger, how, you know, how many people are amplifying our voice that are, um, you know, not, not our employees, for example, you know, how many of our customers are talking about us? You know, those are a lot of the vanity metrics, but then it comes down to, okay, how many people from our audience did we get to sign up to watch our webinar, right? That were the right target titles. How many people did we get to watch our video and then retarget them to request a demo? I mean, there's so many different variables and every company is a little bit different, but you know, that just comes with understanding marketing at a deep level mm. and being able to dissect somebody's marketing channels. And there's no one size fits all strategy for measurement. Yep. So if you're a sub, because I think the simple thing and the thing that's making so many salespeople confused is when there was no, you know, social as a way to, to find leads, there were other ways, you know, you go to a networking session or you'd put an ad in the paper or, you know, a lot of people use phone. I still use phone. I think phone is still a, a great way um, to, to generate leads, right? Um, but yep. there were some simple metrics. You say, if I've got this many, if I've got this much data, I give this many, you know, I call these many, make these many calls, get X amount of appointments. You can kind of, um, you know, really dissect and break down what are the key metrics I need to, to perform in order to get my target right um and this is where i think there's a, there's a bit of a gray area is that you know where how much time should people be spending on on the likes and let's talk linkedin let's just use linkedin as a, as a, as a discussion thread for today but how much time sales people should be spending on linkedin um and how do they quantify if they're getting a return on their time invested i mean is it is it because at the end of the day i look at measure sales how many sales am i generating um, from a particular uh, lead channel, I would say how many how many off you know how many how many sales conversations are you creating offline from social, right? So, um, you know, there's I think the hardest part for salespeople is they don't actually understand how to use social, right? They've never been trained. Yeah, they think it's just you know they think it's like email where you just kind of send out something and ask for somebody's time. <laughs> when you've not earned it, right? Yeah. Well, it doesn't look like that. So I think, you know, you actually have to to give a shit on. So like you have to you have to invest time and you have to do things the right way on social media in order to get offline sales conversations. You know, I would say it's the hardest channel to get offline sales conversations if you don't know what you're doing, right? It's just like cold calling. Yeah. Cold, very few salespeople are good at cold calling because A, they haven't done it enough times to become good at it, right? Um, B they haven't had the proper training. I mean, social media is the same exact way as cold calling, right? We yeah. invest tons of money and time into training people, salespeople how to cold call. We invest no time into teaching them how to get offline sales conversations. Yeah. And so there is, you know, it's not easy. Um, there are a lot of tools that you have to understand. You know, you do have to understand how to, you know, find the right people and do it efficiently so it doesn't take you a ton of time. You have to understand, you know, where are some engagement strategies what are some ways that we actually move people from one channel to another channel to offline? So there's all these different strategies and salespeople just have no clue how to do them, right? I mean, but they spend all day on LinkedIn wasting their time. They're not doing any of these. None of the activities they're doing are actually getting them anywhere to, to, to generate an offline, active, uh, offline conversation because they just have no clue 
what they should even be doing, right? But they are spending all day on social media. They're just not doing anything and they have no clue on how that actually equates to them helping hit their quota. Yeah. So if you were if you were going to reset, you've you've listened to this, you've listened to the, you know, one of the most the early adopters of social, which is yourself, Jack, and and you've gone, right, I've been spending time on social, I'm not getting any um, you know, I'm not getting the return that I should. So I'm going to start again. And the first thing that I've taken away from this conversation is it's about, you know, really identifying and finding the right target and total profiles. 100%. If you think about it like this, if you were going to cold call list, what's the number one thing you need, right? You need good numbers, phone numbers. (laughs) Um, And you you need good phone numbers from people that could actually, that are your target accounts, your buyer persona that you call. So we all know that one thing about cold calling is if you have a bad list, you never win in cold calls. Yeah, 100%. If you have a real targeted list, you got a machine that'll turn those dials 3x faster, right? Like a <laughs> connect and stuff like that. Yep. You got a machine that'll it'll spin faster dials and it'll actually get you to 10x the amount of people that you could potentially connect with. Yep. You could be good at cold calling, right? But there's so many things that have to happen in the beginning for you to even have a chance at being good at cold calling. Social media is no different, right? You have to have a tool like LinkedIn Sales Navigator if you're using LinkedIn. You got to understand how to segment out your accounts so you're not wasting your time searching manually for people. Those days are over. You got to be able to set up alerts so that you know that when certain alerts happen, somebody changes a job, somebody gets a promotion, you know, um, somebody gets mentioned in the news that you know how to be able to say, okay, that just happened. I got a real-time alert. Now I'm going to go and I'm actually going to, here's the strategy that I'm going to use to use that real-time insights to get known to these people so I can move them offline. Yep. Fantastic. That's gold. So there's three key points that I've picked up, you know, um, buy persona, segment, set alerts, and then have some form of engagement strategy to actually start to talk to them and, and, and create a, and just create the conversation. Exactly. And then have some, you know, cojones to actually pick up the phone or send a cold email that, you know, to do something, um, strategically, that's not just relying heavily on 100% on social to get you that conversation offline. Yeah. And you've just got to ask, right? You just got to ask. I mean, <laughs> you, you know, just if you, my mom always told me that if you do the right thing, you'll get the right results, right? Yeah. So if you understand what you're doing, whether it's cold calling, whether it's social selling, you know, social media, whether it's cold email, I mean, there's people that are cold email. I, you know, Brian O'Hara at Lead IQ, like that guy. Never would have to pick up the phone or even touch social, even though, you know, he's a big component of social yeah. and helps him drive a lot of their business. He doesn't need to, though. He's got good enough at writing cold emails and he knows how to build the right list. Yeah. He's got the right tools to send out to, to do cadences that he could book all his appointments on cold email. I think where a lot of salespeople go wrong is they do all these things, but they do not one of them. They haven't mastered one of them. Yeah. So, you know, find your strength in sales and really master that one area. And it can take you really, really far and make your life a lot easier. Yeah. So start, you know, build the core fundamentals. I mean, that's what's awesome about Larry Levine is he continues to talk about, you know, just work on the core fundamentals of selling. Um, and you've just sort of wrapped it up then, which is fantastic. Um, so, mate, ha- ha- talk to me a bit about, you know, you were attracted to social because phone wasn't something that, you were comfortable or you didn't want to do as much, right? I hated being cold called and I don't, I, I don't like, to, if I don't like something done to me, I don't like to do it to somebody else. <laughs> okay. So what, in your professional opinion, what does the next sort of 12 months to 24 months look like 
for salespeople. You know, how social, there's there's new things coming, say on LinkedIn with LinkedIn Voice, LinkedIn Live. What are some of the changes that we should be focusing on now to get ahead of the trend? I mean, you know, the the simple answer, which is not the easy answer, is you know, really start. My my focus would be to, to really start building brand, your own personal brand, yeah. and figuring out how to get attention. I mean, there's I've always said this: there's short-term salespeople and there's long-term salespeople. If you're a millennial in sales right now, do you want to be begging for business at 50 years old? Do you want to still be cold calling, um, interrupting people's day? Do you still want to be cold emailing, or do you want to start at 25 um, or 30? Uh, you know, start your own podcast on the side when you get home, kind of like what you're, whatever you're doing. You're doing this at 6:20 in the morning in Australia, right? <laughs> and come on, now, right? You're doing this off hours, so you know. I'm sure that you have many success stories you could share by just doing something that you love, which is connecting with other salespeople and talking about sales, so that you can share it with everybody else. And I'm sure this has opened up many op- business opportunities for you that you probably couldn't have got if you didn't do this podcast, yeah, right? Yeah. So, you know, my point is. What are you going to do to help build your brand? And that could be off hours, right? That could be completely not when you're selling. So take it, you know, take your eight hours that you're selling and don't do anything marketing wise if you don't want to. I don't care. But damn well, on the weekends, you better start thinking about writing content, creating videos, and really thinking about, you know, am I going to, I'm going to go, I might start a podcast and I'm just going to interview really smart people, right? Yeah. I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to spend, I'm going to do one a week just starting. To, you know, starting next week, and I'm just going to reach out to all the people I respect on LinkedIn that are VPs of sales or CEOs, and I'm just going to say, hey, you know, I'm a young millennial starting a podcast for millennials, and I want to just, I want to pick your brain. I want to know how you got to where you are, and I've got 10 questions to ask you. Would you give me 30 minutes of your time, mm-hmm. right? Nine out of 10 people are going to give you that, right? Because people like to talk about themselves. And at the basic level, start your own little podcast. And actually, it's really fun. How much fun do you have doing this? No, oh, I love it. Mate, I'm learning... I learn as I go, right? So I'm not just getting to talk to industry colleagues, you know, guy. I mean, all the all the books that I've I've read, um, I'm getting to interview them on this podcast, which is, you know, fantastic. How many how many how many people globally have you connected with because of this podcast? Oh, I'm going into the thousands now. Um, you know, thousands. and I've only been doing this for two months, or you know, three months, and I'm I'm literally getting messages people from Europe, France, you know, UK, USA saying. Mate, I tried this technique. Uh, Richard Harris last week, I had somebody say, I used that respect contract that he spoke about and bang, um, my whole meeting changed. Um, I, just got a, yeah. I just got a LinkedIn note from somebody else saying, I've had the best month ever. Um, it was an awesome message. I got it last night, actually. It was awesome. And saying, I've only just scratched the surface. Um, that yeah, and, stuff. And you're doing, you're, you're going to do what you love. And yeah. the thing is, you know, um, uh, what people don't realize is that people want to do business with people they're connected to, right? And when when I say connected to, that's that whole definition has changed. People that are c- connected to you are people that are your avid listeners, right? People that if you started a podcast, you might not even know that these people exist, but they've listened to you for week after week after week, and they have a deep connection with you, and you don't even know it, yeah. right? Because like. You're 30, you're, they, they're, give, they're giving up 30 minutes of their time every week for what you have to say or what your guests have to say. Yeah. And over time, and I mean, this thing is one simple podcast starting at 25, if you started at 25, in five years, if you had a good podcast and you interviewed all the right people, 
what would your network look like? What would the amount of people that would actually want to have a, want to do business with you look yeah, like? It's huge. What would the amount of, yeah. what would your audience size look like? What would your email list size look like? Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's just, to me, it's just dumbfounding. It's like compounding interest for your career and for your business. And I'll tell you, if you started that at 25 and I'm just using that as an example, mm. um, there's many other ways you could, you know, do that as well. Making your own videos on LinkedIn, yeah. which is you know pretty simple, but you could do all these different strategies and you could spend 30 minutes a week at the most, maybe let's say an hour, right? Cause you got to upload it to Libsyn, yeah. you know, maybe whatever, however you want to do it. You got to share it on social media. So let's say, let's say two hours a week of your life. If you did that for the next two years, what would being in sales look like for you? If you had the right strategy, uh-huh. it would, you would go from begging for business yeah. to trying to figure out, trying to figure out how to start your own business. Yeah, because absolutely. Because you've got a lot of interest, right? And there's, there's, the world is, the possibilities are amazing. Yeah. And the thing is, you're either a short-term sales rep or you're a long-term sales rep. Yeah. What you do, what you do now will affect whether you're begging for business or you're deciding who you're going to do business mm-hmm. with in the next 10, 20 years. Yeah, that's awesome. And, it, you know, and I think... Jack, just on that, the biggest thing that I had, because I wanted to start a podcast for a long time, I've been listening to them for years, my biggest challenge was fear, right? Was um, fear of saying the wrong thing. Of There was a whole range of things. And um, it wasn't until uh, a mentor that I, I really, really enjoy um, engaging with, a guy called Tony Hughes, um, said, mate, just got to do it. And he started, he said, I started with one blog post and then he built up over 300,000 followers on LinkedIn. And he says, just do it. Yep. He goes, you've got a good message. Um, just back yourself. And you know what? And that, I, that's all I needed to, to get started because um, you know, just like we do in sales, we're going to pick up the phone, you get a rejection. You're going to go see a customer, you're going to get rejection. You're going to get objections. You're going to stuff it up. Um, and you're going to get some wins. That's the whole great thing about what we do, right? But the funny thing is you said that cold calling, you like cold calling, right? Yeah. Well, here's what's funny about that is you like to cold call somebody out of the blue, which most people hate, right? Yeah. It's like, like, Okay. But you don't want to get on a podcast and talk to people about something that you know really well. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, like you got to look at the logical side of this, um, especially if you're in sales, you're, you're putting yourself out there every day into the unknown when you get on a sales call, especially with new prospects. So, you know, if you're talking about something or you're asking people questions about something that you know a lot about, it's a no brainer. That's going to be easy for you. It's a lot harder to get on with a prospect you don't know who they are and try to ask them discovery questions and figure out if they're the right, if they're qualified and gain their respect. This podcast thing is is super yeah. easy. The other thing is nobody's gonna listen. Nobody's gonna listen to your first ten episodes anyways, right? So you're gonna you could suck your first ten episodes <laughs> because you're not gonna have enough people following you in the first place, most likely to even uh, make it matter. So yeah. it's not till about your eleventh, twelfth episode that anybody starts actually paying attention. By then you'll have mastered. Yeah. No, you're spot on. This is great. And then, you know what? This is this is um, so well aligned to any of the skills that we try to develop in sales, right? We've got to, we've got to refine it. Space repetition. The more we do it, the better we get. Um, well, here's another. Let's, let's look at it like this too. So if you are in sales and one of the number one things that we need to get better at in sales is articulation, right? Yeah. We need to figure out how to ask the better questions, how to be faster on our feet, how to be wittier, how to, how to handle objections, how to handle rebuttals. What's better than to get on with people 
and have really good conversations like this because essentially what you're doing is you're doing a discovery call with me, honestly, yeah. right? I want to know how you do this. I want to know how you do that. You know what? Let me ask you. Let's dive into that a little bit more. You know, why did you say that, right? I mean, this is what you're doing. Yeah. So what you're doing is you're actually you're actually be doing um, uh, this is kind of like I would say a marketing activity. Yeah. And you're like you're having good conversations with really smart people. I know you've had a lot of good authors on here that have very good sales acumen. You know, you're learning. You're talking. You're connecting with people in the states. You're learning how they talk about sales jargon versus how somebody else talks about yeah. it. But like, what you're doing right now is actually making you better at sales, right? Yeah. And that's why we look. That's why you know you write an article, like you said, um, um, because you, you and it helps you articulate the message about a certain topic. You know, whether it's prospecting or discovery or you know closing techniques, whatever it is. Um, and and that I'm really enjoying this conversation, Jack, because there's so many takeaways that I hope our listeners will be, you know, as they listen to this, will be writing down. Um, and just on that, so if you are a sales professional or, or somebody marketing that's listening to this, going, look, I want, oh, you know what, I'll take it on board. I'll put podcast on my on my goal planner. If some haven't got that confidence to get started yet, you know, the couple of techniques to get their personal brand um, out there. Would you suggest, you know, write some articles? Um, what about, I, I've seen a real change on LinkedIn from, you know, posts, like having some long tail posts. Well, why not, why not do this? Why not just share, you know, I would say that if you have fear, um, the easiest way to get over the fear is to just share third party articles, Yeah, I was, right? gonna, I was just going to ask you that because you share okay. some perlers and I think one of your... One of your videos just got like hundreds of thousands of views. Um, it was insane. Um, and so how do you then identify what content you should share of others, you know, third-party content? Well, I mean, you know, A, that I have a strategy where I like to just share like stuff that I think is cool, yeah. right? So I'll share videos. Like I'll, I'll take a video that I see from Unilad or, you know, um, and I'll, I'll put it on LinkedIn, right? I mean, as long as it's like, you know, aligns with business or a good story <laughs> or something, because I, if it moves me and I'm like, wow, that's really good content, yeah. it's not much content does, um, then you know what? That's something you need to share. If it's a, you know, if you're in, if you're selling a, you know, marketing technology and you see a big report come out from Gartner talking about, you know, what the future looks like with some statistics around it. And you're like, damn, that is hot. That is hot fire wisdom, yeah. right? Well, share. I think, you know, the number one thing that salespeople are struggling with right now and why they can't get any traction on social is because they're not sharing anything to ever get any traction. Yeah. You know, so it's simple. Like, you know, tell yourself you're going to you're going to share two to three um, third party articles per day. And you're only going to share stuff that you feel is like not redundant. You haven't seen it before. It's got some validity, you know, and if it has value to you, um, from an industry perspective, then it probably has value to other people. So you just got to dissect that. You can't just share stuff to share stuff. You really got to, you know, think through it and go, you know, have I read this before? Are there people talking about this? No. Oh, great. So I'm going to share this because I'm going to be, you know, the purveyor of wisdom, right? Yeah. Probably most people haven't seen this post. It just came out. Um, you know, I used to set up, I don't do this as much anymore, but you know, like Sprout Social, you can mm. set up alerts for new content that comes out based on keywords. Um, there's a lot of different you know, tools you can use for that. But I would share third party content for a really long time when I wasn't creating a lot of content yeah. that just came hot off the press that I thought was really good. Yeah. And it was amazing. That's how I started to build my personal brand was through third party content. Right. Yeah. Then I started, to, you know, then I got some, 
you know, it was, I was a little bit nervous, wrote my first post on LinkedIn and then I got a bunch of good reaction. And then, you know, there's, there's so many things that you should be doing, but if you're scared to, you're not getting started, start with third party content. Let that, let that, you know, make a habit of sharing third party content first and then work your way up to creating your own content. Yeah, that's gold. And and is there a magic number of how many times you should be posting a day? Is it three times a day? Is it one one? You know, if we if we're sharing third party content, even if it's, it's if it's our own content, can we ever share too much? I don't think you could ever share too much really good content. Yeah. But I think you can share too much crap content. Yeah. So I really like. I would make your spectrum. I would make your your metrics less about how much content you share, and more about the high quality content that you do share yeah. but i mean you also have to have, make it habitual so the, the only sales reps i've ever known that are really good at using social to drive more opportunity were the ones that had a habitual thing right it was like it was built in their dna that they were gonna you know spend 30 minutes a day connecting with the right people and sharing the right content yeah and it just it's just built in their dna that they do this activity just like a cold caller blocks off a day for an hour to cold call yeah. right so you know good, a good social seller per se or a good person that knows how to use a good salesperson knows how to use social. They have a strategy, um, but it's habitual, and they're consistently just doing it almost like it's like you know waking up, right? It's like, oh, I'm gonna spend these 30 minutes. I'm gonna you know go through my feed, go through my LinkedIn sales navigator feed. I'm gonna like this. I'm gonna share this. You know, so many things. It's just like it's built into their DNA after a while, and that's when they start to see results. Yeah, and one of the things, like. Oh, when you talk about good quality content versus, you know, um, not so good quality content, given that it's really hard to get, you know, your likes, and I know they're vanity metrics, likes and shares, um, how do you define if the content is good quality? Hold on. Um, so you, you have to be, you have to, you have to, it's, it's a thing that's built into you, right? Yeah. I mean, if you read something, and you and you know your industry really well, and you know you're on LinkedIn all day. You know what people are sharing, you know you know what what's good content and what's not. It's kind of built into you, right? Um, and you know you as you start to get more into social and you spend more time and you really start you start to really understand content at a better level of like okay, wow, I used to think this stuff was really enlightening. Well, actually, this channel is pretty. It's not as enlightening as I thought it was, right? Yeah. Like I've had many times. I've, I used to share like a lot of Forbes stuff. Yeah. And now what I realize is actually most of the Forbes stuff is garbage, right? <laughs> like most of that content is like, it's just garbage. So I don't even barely share anything from Forbes anymore. But you know, in the beginning I thought Forbes was like best channel. Well, it's, it's a learned thing. You start to, you start to understand yeah. like what topics of conversation. And that also comes from your experience in sales, your experience with the industry. Um, you'll get better at that over time, but just get started with what you think is good content in the beginning and see what happens. And your your content strategy will evolve of what you share and don't share over time. Yeah, that's gold, man. And just a couple of things. Um, what are the th- some of the don'ts? Things we should never do when using social, you know, to engage with our target audience. I mean, I, I guess my, my my struggle today, and I mean, I know this is I don't want to beat a dead horse in this, but is you know, have you earned that? Have you earned the right to ask somebody for their time? Yeah. I think we really have to analyze that in sales, and that's not, you know, I think that's in sales. That's general, man. That's sick. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, it's just, it's general question, mm. but we really have to be careful about it on social because if we start asking for something that we know we haven't put any effort forth in trying to earn when it comes to people's time, yeah, we will hurt yourself long-term, right? When, um, there's nothing worse than a bad taste when somebody just sends you a message on LinkedIn after you connect with them and says, Hey, can you, can we speak for 15 minutes? So like, no, I mean, no, no, absolutely. You know, even if you had the best thing in the product in the world that could fix my pain, I still wouldn't. Yeah. I would, I would probably, I would probably go fill out a contact me request form on your site and talk to another salesperson <laughs> just for the, yeah. right. I mean, that's how much I, I despise it because like salespeople have lost the art of trying to work for the right to earn somebody's time. Yeah. And I know that it's, you know, it's taught to us from the day one, right? It's like quantity over quality, quantity over quality. And I get that, you know, when you're new in sales, you really got to, you know, you really got to pound the phone. You got to learn the hard way, right? You got to piss a bunch of people off. And I get that, but there comes a time in your sales career where you really should start to understand, you know, am I doing all the right things with all the right people with you know over time in my in my prospecting strategy to earn the right to to get some, to ask for somebody's time and then you know as you evolve even more and this is where a short term versus long term is do you, you know you start to get to the point where people actually want to have a conversation with you and that's when you know you're starting to really figure it out in sales yeah. is when people actually want to spend their time with you to hear how you can help them potentially maybe do business yeah it's a heavy evolution, yeah. right? I mean, it takes time. When you're new in sales, you, you're not, you're not going to be there, but you got to stick with it. Yeah. Yeah, and look, you know, you've, you've, you've hit the nail. I mean, I, I get a few of those. Um, you know, you accept a connection request, and next thing you know, you're getting asked for buy this or jump onto this or I'm selling this, um, and that kind of does – it is a bit frustrating um, because you're right. You've got to earn that right to sort of ask for someone's time, and I love the fact that, you know, Anthony Nerino talks a lot about that, that, and Jeb Blunt, that you know, the first one of the first commitments you're asking somebody is a commitment for time. Um, so you know, it's something that we yeah, should. Yeah, anybody, anybody will give you their money. Very few people will give you their time. Yeah, that's it's brilliant, isn't it? No, and mate, taking it back a step. So um, earlier in your career, who was one of the biggest sort of influences from a sales and marketing perspective, and why? Um. So my grandfather was a the reason I'm in sales, he's amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, he's passed away, but he, you know, grew up from nothing and was in direct sales and easily the best, um, easily the best salesperson I ever met. I mean, he was a phenomenal, I mean, he did stuff with Zig Ziglar and judge Ziglar. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So I have a picture of my office with my grandfather and Zig Zig, uh, judge Ziglar and Zig Ziglar. Yeah. So I kind of just grew up in sales. Like it was just kind of built my DNA. I, Grew up watching my grandpa go into, you know, sales room, big conference rooms, and light a sales team on fire. That was, <laughs> that was literally how I grew up. Um, I wish I can remember. But, you know, it's interesting because the people that I look up to, you know, I used to think a lot of these sales authors and all these guys had like some, they had some, they knew something that I, you know, I didn't, and you know, I always thought that that was the answer, but some of the people I'm getting, you know, I get the most out of, I think are, are younger, um, CEOs that I read yeah. about, you know, that are, that are really grinding it out and building, you know, starting with startups and then grinding it out. And they're writing about, you know, 
different ways they're doing stuff like medium i get a lot out of like you know different articles on how people you know how startup ceos or vps of marketing and vps of sales have set up different strategies yeah. using different marketing stacks so my influence has really changed from thinking that you know these people at sales book that are just regurgitating what Ziglar said yeah. that they had some magic sauce and actually what i find is the most valuable and i think a lot of sales people need to really start watching this is like, you know, the people that are in the weeds at these fast growth startups that have had a lot of success and they're writing about all this stuff. Yeah. They're giving you away like actionable strategies and ways they're doing stuff and systems and stacks. You know, that's the stuff I'm starting to really pay attention to and have been for a while. And those are the people I'm starting to really respect. And I might not even know who those people are, right? Yeah. Um, but but that's, you know, the in the weeds stuff is really where I'm where I get the most value out of. Yeah. Oh, I love that man. Um, and if you could go back in time and do it all over again, what's one thing you would do differently? Oh man, that's a, I, I get asked this question all the time on the podcast <laughs> and I never know how to answer it. Um, I would have, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I would have done differently to be fair. Like I probably would have spent more time around people that where I wanted, where, where I wanted to be. And less time around the people around people that I shouldn't have been around. <laughs> yeah, Does that makes sense. Yeah, hundred so percent. I think it's, I think in sales, my best piece of advice, and this is something that I wish I would have learned earlier. So maybe this is it: is if you're at a company and you're new in sales, request to sit by the top salesperson. Yeah. And when I say that is like, you know, tell them you want your office right next to theirs, you want your cubicle right next to theirs, and the reason being is because you might not even, they might not train you, they might not have time. But if you sit and listen to people over and over and over that are really good at their craft, you will, it'll rub off on you. And if you really listen, how did they, how did they you know, do that cold call? How did they handle that close? So go and sit as close as possible to the people that are at the top and start to model the things that they're doing in your own way. Yeah. And um, that's the best sales coaching advice I ever got. Oh, fantastic to really understand those characteristics and behaviors that those high performers or high performer is, is doing and really try to, um, you know, model that, which is, which is brilliant, man. This has been awesome. I've, um, you know, loved, uh, talking to you, man. I've been waiting. I was, you know, obviously we've been trying to connect for, a, for some time, man. So it's been absolutely brilliant to get your insight and expertise on, on, on selling on social and, and taking online offline but before we finish up, um, where can our listeners find you and, and, and how can they connect with you? Yeah, so I practice what I preach. I'm as social as they get, um, you know, LinkedIn. Check out skillslab.io. That's actually the media site to my yep. agency, uh, creationc.com. We give away tons of this stuff that we're talking about. Like, awesome. You know, my thing is you come on a podcast, you hear kind of the theory. We don't have enough time to dive into the how. Yeah. But everything that we've talked about at the you know, highest surface level um, we go deep into how to actually do it on that channel, and um, it's all free. Awesome. So we'll put that in the show notes. Um, that's skillslab.io? Yep, skillslab.io. Fantastic, man. And they can connect you on LinkedIn as well? Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be great. And, you know, I always like to know if you've listened to this, what your feedback was. Uh, it's always great. Just message me and, you know, hear what you have to say. Awesome, man. Well, look, really appreciate your content that you share. I appreciate you taking the time to... Um, talk to me, man, and uh, I value um, your contribution to the world of sales, mate. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Insane. Jack, 
was just insane. Not just his energy and passion for what he does, but because of the stuff that he's been able to achieve in such a short amount of time. The great thing about Jack is that he does what he says. He's been out there using social as a means to engage with prospects and find more business. To now run a global digital creation agency that helps organizations find more customers is insane. But the best part about what he does, he does it from a sales perspective. So my challenge to you this week is, what are you doing to use social to enhance the relationship with your customer? What content are you creating? What content are you resharing to enhance the experience with your prospects so that you can be the best sales professional you can be?